MLM Nation, episode 38. So as you're out there and you're building your organization, your team, your brand, your model, I encourage you guys to remember what matters most. What legacy do you want to leave? You can always make more money. But I'll tell you right now, your legacy is far greater than the amount of money that you can make. So don't ever ask yourself, will this make me more money? Ask yourself, is it right or is it wrong? If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm, it's a really special day today because I have one of my good friends and someone I really look up to, I really respect, not just for what he's done in the business as an entrepreneur, but also for his faith, his spirituality, and his integrity, and his leadership. So we have Jordan Kemper here. Jordan, are you ready to make this happen? Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to inspire, and uh, hopefully my words will, uh, will touch at least one person's life. After graduating from Wheaton College with degrees in kinesiology and theology, Jordan Kemper declined medical school to pursue his passion of health and wellness through entrepreneurship. At just 22 years old, he started One Body International and began his journey of improving the lives of others through network marketing. Today, Jordan's organization consists of more than 11,000 clients in 19 different countries. Since 2007, Jordan has traveled the world inspiring thousands of people and spoken on the same stage with experts such as Dr. Oz, Tony Robbins, and John Maxwell. Currently, Jordan is an executive three-star diamond, been one of the top 25 fastest-growing distributors for four years, a top sponsor in his company, a Fortune 25 income earner, and a member of his company's prestigious Million Dollar Club. So, Jordan, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro about your background, but please share more about yourself and how you came across network marketing. Yeah, absolutely, Simon. Thanks for that introduction. I, uh, I went to Wheaton College, and uh, my goal was to become a medical doctor. Uh, the truth is, as I was nearing the end of college, I did a 200-hour internship. I, I took my, my medical college admissions test, and I was afraid of the debt. I was afraid of becoming a doctor, like the, the, the hours that were going to be necessary. You know, I was looking at being in school until I was 33 years old. And then when I interned with these doctors, a lot of them were overweight. A lot of the doctors didn't see their families. So I think my vision of what I thought it meant to become a doctor, I think that crumbled before my eyes. So I, I was left kind of unsure of what I was going to do. So the truth is, I got to the end of college. I was getting some professional football offers. I wanted to be in the best shape possible. A physician friend of mine was building a network marketing business. He told me to, to take a look at it. Had he not been a physician, I'm not sure I would have ever considered network marketing, but I decided to sit down with him. A 30-minute Starbucks date was one of those coffee dates that, uh, that changed my life. So in 2007, I, I took the plunge and got started in network marketing. And there were some ups and downs, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, on this call, but uh, the truth is I'm so glad that I joined the network marketing industry in 2007. Was there any hesitation when you first saw network marketing where you said, hey, this is cool, I'm jumping right in? 
you know, my mom had uh, done network marketing. My dad had done network marketing. I'd seen them, uh, I don't want to say failed at it, but my mom, you know, she wasn't very good at it. Certainly didn't put much effort into it. My dad had actually built a, a pretty successful company before I was born, and uh, the company folded. So there was, uh, there was definitely a hint of skepticism for me, and my thought was people that go into network marketing are the people that can't get a real job. You know, the people that can't be good at something else go into network marketing. So there's no doubt about it. There was a lot of hesitation for me. So how did you get over that hesitation? What made you say, hey, let's do this? You know, I tell people, people don't buy a product. They don't buy a company. They, they buy the sponsor. And uh, I trusted my sponsor so much. You know, he was involved in our church. He was a very successful entrepreneur, built a successful real estate business. Um, was a cardiothoracic anesthesiologist, and with my my love for medicine and, and the human body, I was inspired by what he'd done in the medical field. He homeschooled his four children, and he said that network marketing was legitimate. And um, I think it was really his belief and, and his rock-solid, immovable um, faith in the industry that caused me to believe that this thing could actually work. And so I really would give credit to, to Dr. Steve Herschek. Hey, I'm just curious, how did your parents react? Because I know going to medical school, being a doctor is very prestigious, and all of a sudden have the son quit that and then do network marketing. What did your parents say to you? You know what? Fortunately, my mom had been a consumer of the products, so she actually already had a pretty solid product belief. Um, and my dad, you know, he knows me. I'm my worst critic. I push myself harder than anyone else can push me. So I really actually had the faith of my parents. They knew that if I had committed to something that I would succeed. They knew that whatever I put my mind to, I would work hard and I would, I would make it work. So fortunately, I didn't catch a whole lot of flack from my immediate family. But, um, you know, some aunts, some uncles, some cousins, you know, as the family kind of got bigger, that's where I started to catch a little bit of flack. Now, most distributors don't realize this during our toughest times or, or quote-unquote, the failures that we learned the most. And I know you've had a lot of success, but I'm sure the journey wasn't always smooth. Can you take us back to the moment where it was really tough and frustrating and maybe to the point where you maybe regret you did this or even hated the business, you wanted to quit, but somehow you just kept going? And then what was the lessons you learned during that moment? Yeah, absolutely. So 2007, I was 22 years old. I... I started my, my business for a little less than a thousand bucks. And when you're 22 years old and you're in your senior year in college, I mean, your, your contacts, your peer group are other 22 year olds, you know? So my best friends were all broke college students just like me. So I had some financial vision. I had some goals and aspirations and my personality is I, I like a challenge. I like to set goals. So here I commit to this network marketing opportunity and I started exposing it to some of my peers and it felt like for every 10 people that joined my company, 10 people quit. 10 people joined, 10 people quit. And I was like a machine gun out there. You know, I really believed in my product. I really believed in my opportunity. But there was no system. There was no duplication. So I realized that a lot of skill sets were missing. So I'll never forget about 18 months into my business. I was averaging about about $250 a week, you know, 1000 bucks a month. 
And uh, I remember just being in tears talking to my sponsor, Dr. Herschek, and saying, this thing just doesn't work. Just doesn't work. You know, this isn't residual income. This is a low-paying sales job. That's what this is. And I remember just questioning this industry as a whole. And I'll never forget his response. He said, Jordan, if you were a year and a half into medical school, how much money would you have made? And that's when it hit me. I realized that it would have taken four years of medical school to develop skills. And then after those four years, I would be adding value to the marketplace such that I would start to be paid for those skills. And then if I wanted to specialize, I'd have to spend another four, five, maybe even eight years specializing to become even a, a higher class or a surgeon or you know something of that nature. So I realized in the moment, 18 months into network marketing, I'm just getting started. I don't have any skills. And so that's when I realized I had to shift my focus. Number one, I had to have long-term vision. And then number two, I had to start spending time working on the skills of network marketing, something I really hadn't done. So what would you do to work on those skills? Well, to be honest, Dr. Herschick said, why don't you start with attending an event? I'd like you to go down to a Danny Johnson event. So actually, I went down to Danny Johnson's event. She's an industry trainer, uh, history of network marketing in her background, but very neutral training. And I went down there, and I remember some pivotal moments during that weekend. You know, she talked about learn more about people than you do your product line or service. She talked about the the importance of improving your skills. She talked about some of the scripts that I might be able to use and have more success with. You know, closing scripts and. She said, you might be effective at getting people to move forward, but can you duplicate? You know, and that's where I realized that um, systems were not in place for my business. So I went to that event. I came back. Uh, a few months later, I went to a Tony Robbins event. And so I started actually every day doing personal development. I started investing in, in trainings like Danny Johnson and Darren Hardy and, and Tony Robbins. I started learning skills, and then I started systematizing my business. And I actually wrote out a 35-page training manual for my team. Now, I've obviously scratched that thing since then. But the point is I was trying to develop systems. I was trying things. And that next year, I went from making uh, just shy of $11,000 to making over $72,000 the next year. So there's no doubt about it. I shifted my mindset I made a decision. I was going to treat this like a business. I'm going to do personal development, and I'm going to make sure that I learn the skills necessary to make this business work. That was a huge moment for me in my career. Yeah, I think a lot of the top leaders we talked, I've talked to, all emphasize events. You know, this business is based on events. And you talked about Danny Johnson, and we had her on the first episode of MLM Nation. And and the cool thing about network marketing, what I've discovered, Jordan, and maybe you can share a little bit, is that not only do you learn skills to build a business, but you learn life skills. Like when I went to the Danny Johnson event, it helped out things in my personal life, uh, my marriage, the way I was a father. And I think that's the best part. If it wasn't for network marketing, I'll probably be the, still the same Simon I was like 15 years ago. No, there's no doubt about it. You know, this business is all about treating people right, honoring people, doing what's best for others, educating, informing, helping people understanding a product or an opportunity that can be life changing. And so we come to the table with an ego. We come to the table, you know, wanting to make ourselves feel special and important. And so all of this training that I've done over the last few years, I, I got to tell you, 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 you nailed it on the head. Uh, 
a dramatic life experience happened for me. I, I met my future wife uh, about a year ago. Actually, it'll be a year this 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 coming Friday. And uh, the truth is, I started to um, form, in a sense, her name was Kristen, and just started to getting to know her. And slowly over time, nothing was rushed. But I realized that I'm, a, as Danny Johnson says, I was like a ruby driver personality. And Kristen happens to be uh, what Danny calls an emerald or an analyzer. And so we were these two different quadrants. And so I realized that Kristen likes a lot of options. She likes facts and figures. You know, being right is important to her. So what was interesting was my network marketing training kind of kicked in and I started realizing some ways that I could honor Kristen by giving her all the details, sending her the itineraries, letting her know my schedule for the day. She likes that information because she likes the facts, the figures. She likes to plan months and months and months in advance. So that's a simple example of how my network marketing training helped me even in relationship with Kristen. And then this past February, we got engaged and, and come September, we're going to be getting married. So every person you meet, every experience you have inside and outside of your company, um, there's no doubt about it. We are always dealing with people and network marketing teaches us how to treat people better. I, well, congrats, congratulations with the engagement and the. I'm very happy for you because for the longest time you're like the, you know, the bachelor that every girl, yeah. single girl I know, like is Jordan still single? Who <laughs> asked me that question? So I'm very happy for you. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm excited. It's uh, going to be a new chapter, but uh, we're actually going to be building this network marketing business together, and I'm excited for for what the future holds in our business and 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 our family and our faith and getting involved here in the in the Tampa area. And I totally understand about uh, how you and Kristen connect better because of the training. Because, like, my wife and I, we're totally different. And if it wasn't for the MLM training, the huge, like the people skills, I probably wouldn't have even had the guts to talk to her and relate to her. So, because, but anyway, that's another story. Getting back to you now, can you take us back to an aha moment you had where like a light bulb went off? Maybe it was the systemizing, the duplication you had that really turned your business around. Yeah. Well. I've had so many aha moments, but let me share more recently because I, I actually think that this is this is the most pivotal for people listening to this. Um, Eric Worre came and did a training for our company, and uh, as Eric was teaching, he reiterated some things that I'd heard in the past, but some of it really set in. And one of the things that he said was, "What's kind of like the turning point in your company's compensation plan?" So, like, what's that that title that kind of tends to be a turning point? So. You know, in, in, in our company, we have like a pace setter program where we try to get people off to a fast pace in the first eight weeks. And then we have a level that we call like achiever, which, which basically means you hit a particular income level. And if you hit that income level, you're much more likely to stay on, you know, auto order and continue building your business. So he, he started showcasing a couple of these turning points in one's career. Well, he asked two simple questions. He said, how many achievers, you know, how many are at this rank, how many of those people are you producing on a monthly basis? Like, what's the number? And then secondly, how many people do you have in your company, in your group, that are attending your company's international convention? And the truth is, my company, you know, my network marketing company really doesn't have a strong events culture. So that's never been really a part of, of my 
identity within network marketing. I've just built one-on-one. I've, I've done my own thing. We've hosted our own group events, et cetera. But, you know, the conventions, the national celebrations, et cetera, we've just never really learned the skills to promote events. So this big aha moment for me was when Eric said, you know, whatever you want your income to be this next year, get that number of people to international conventions. So if you want to make $100,000 next year in network marketing, get 100 people to convention. For each person that comes with you to your international event, that big company convention, multiply that by 1,000, and that's going to be relatively close to your income over the next year. And as I went back over the all the years in network marketing, that's been pretty true for me. That year that I made 72,000, I had about 64 people at convention. So it's a pretty good rule of thumb. So fix in your head right now, how much money do you want to make next year you know, in your, in your company? Take that number. If it's 200,000, then you need to bring 200 people to your, your company's convention. And so just shifting my mindset on those two things changed everything, Simon. I started rewriting my system. So I came out with a road to achiever campaign, and then we're doing a road to convention campaign. And then my goal is to try and get no less than a thousand people to my my international convention this year. So those two simple shifts um, were monumental for me here recently. That's awesome. And share a little bit about your team or your organization, One Body International, because I know you do a really good event as well, right? Team events. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. So think about this. You know, I have an athletic background, and uh, in college I played tight end, and in basketball I was a wing. But you know, let's take football for example. If the tight end doesn't do his job, then the fullback can't do his job, and then the running back can't hit the hole and get yards and get the first down, which could eventually lead to a touchdown. So all 11 players on offense, all 11 players on defense have to be in sync. So take it way back to to the offseason. You know, if I know that the tackle or the guard or the running back, one of those guys is slacking off, one guy not doing his job affects the entire team. So I realized the reason I had always fought so hard in the offseason and during the season was not for Jordan Kemper's success. It was about the team's success. And when you're fighting for a cause greater than yourself, you will always work harder. And I think we're wired that way. We want to be a part of a group, a team, a cause. So I realized that part of my problem in the beginning was I was telling everybody to sign up for a network marketing opportunity, and then they became an island. You know, just one person fighting for themselves to try and build their organization. So the idea of one body was really, how do I create that athletic team culture where everybody's fighting for a cause greater than themselves? And so we, we have a mission, we have a goals, we have a culture, and uh, we're very like, you know, spiritual based, um, you know, faith is important to us, family oriented, training is important, attending events is important. Um, you know, we want to be a fit group we want people to like be committed to their health not just their wealth so that's baked into the culture so we've definitely created a culture where the entire team loves being a part of this team and i just have to be careful that they're not more committed to the team than they are the the company at large but it's really important to create some sort of a team culture which we've done with one body i think it's really excellent that you're doing what you're doing because and not only do people fight harder when they work for a cause, right? But they don't quit because it's easy to quit on yourself. But it's hard; it makes it much more harder when you're quitting on others and letting other people down. That's right. Absolutely. 
Now, um, what would you, what would you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing? My proudest moment in network marketing, it, it is definitely my my older brother. You know, quick story: my brother and I actually joined the network marketing together. His name's Khan, and he's my older brother. And we signed up the exact same day to start our businesses. And I went in his downline, his organization. And the truth is. He was making a lot of poor choices in his life. Um, he was an alcoholic, making some just bad, bad personal choices, got into some trouble, you know, quit his network marketing business. Um, years later, he came to know the Lord. Um, he's been sober since April 11th, uh, 2009, which is incredible. But uh, he'd built up over $30,000 worth of credit card debt. So he'd seen my success continue to grow in network marketing. So he came and asked me, hey, I want to give this thing another shot. You know, I want to build this business. So I was really skeptical because Khan just, you know, tends to be disorganized, doesn't follow through, you know, all that debt that he'd collected, you know, I just didn't think he was a good candidate for someone to partner with in this business. So sure enough, he ended up joining my group. And again, some of those old habits continued to persist in Khan's life. In his first six months, he really didn't do much. But then, I kid you not, something happened in Khan's life. I came home from a Tony Robbins event. We had a little conversation. Khan started to have some feelings for a young woman, realized that he wasn't in a position to take care of her. And I think Khan had some self-realization that he just, everything he ever committed to, he quit. So finally, Khan made the decision. I'm going to make this business work. I'm going to make it work. And Khan became the 15th fastest grower in the company. Uh, he reached a, a level we called gold, which is a full-time income. He became my first gold director in my company. And Khan became the X factor. He became the story. If Khan can do it, anybody can do it. And I think that's just such a proud moment in my career because I'd always worked hard. I'd always pushed myself, but nothing feels better than seeing someone in your organization uh, grow and excel and be recognized. And to have that be my older brother, that truly was my proudest moment. So Khan's continued to, to progress in his own business, but that was definitely my proudest moment. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I can hear the, just the proud, you know, just in your voice how happy you are. And, and that's what this business is about. It's not about the money. I mean, it's funny, like, you join the business for the money, but once you're in it, you realize it's not the money that keeps you in there. That's right. Because you can like do other things, Jordan, but you keep doing it because it's about the lives you touched. And I mean, what a cool story of all people to impact your own brother, you know, who needs that help, and you turned his life around. You want to know what's funny too, Simon? Is I had no gold directors in my business, zero. And that was after about three and a half years. Well, after Khan became a gold director. Literally within six months, I had seven more gold directors. Wow. It's like the four-minute mile. If Khan can do it, anyone can do it, right? That's true. He's, he's my Roger Bannister. You know, He's <laughs> my all... guy that ran the four-minute mile and then proved to everybody that you can do it. That's so cool. What's the one – since you're a leader, i got to ask you this. What's the one thing that excites you the most about network marketing right now? What's your vision? You know what? The vision for me with network marketing is – you know, I, I like how Eric Worre phrases it. He, he, he always talks about uh, network marketing isn't perfect, but it's just better. And 
I know that a lot of people out there are building, you know, traditional franchises, real estate companies, they're successful doctors, etc. But I think that the business, uh, especially this century, is evolving. Things are, are starting to grow online. People are starting to value family time and priorities are starting to shift. Why I like network marketing is because of the low startup costs, uh, an opportunity to grow a business. Really, all of that is ex exceptional because what it does for me is it puts the priorities back where I want them to be. I want people to value their families. I want people to value their health. I want people to value giving back to their communities, donating money to their church, to their charities, to the homeless, to the widows. And so what I think network marketing is really becoming is a training ground for personal development, teaching people the skill sets necessary to grow an income, getting out of debt. But then ultimately, which is more important to me, are those values, those core values of family and time and charity and giving back that are so key. So why I'm excited about network marketing is because I want to be a part of the change. I want people who think negatively about network marketing like myself. I want to move that from a negative light to a positive light of people seeing network marketing really is a reputable company. And I think there's going to be an evolution. I think what's going to happen is Within the next 10 years, it's not going to be a question of do you do network marketing or not. The question is going to be which network marketing company are you with? That's going to be the question. So I think it's, it's the most effective way to move a product, but I also think the development of a person is, uh, is, is unmatched you know, with, with network marketing. You know, that's so awesome for you to share that because we have like the same vision. I, you know, when you share that, it's almost like, I love that you said that it's not whether you're doing network marketing is what company are you with? Mm. And I think it's, especially with the tools, like the online stuff, it's, it's really up to us. There really is a tremendous potential for the industry to grow. And people like your generation who are younger are way more open to it, you know, cause you've seen like the baby boomers, the gen X, I mean, who stayed at the jobs for a long time and they just end up with nothing afterwards. And the yeah, traditional just route just doesn't work. We just got to shift people's belief. And, and I read Paul Zane, Pilser back, uh, 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 Paul Zane Pilser's book way back in, in 2007. He said that by 2016, there will be 10 million new millionaires created in the, in, in the network marketing industry. So as he started to show how network marketing and wellness were kind of colliding, he said, You're, this, is, this is it. And I remember at that moment, circling it, highlighting it and saying, I'm going to be one of those millionaires. I'm going to be one of those people. And so Paul Zane Pilder was a part of my education and helped to solidify my belief that I was a part of the right company, the right industry at the right time. And so if we can get more people to feel that way and truly educate the ignorant people, I really think we can expose this network marketing industry to more and more people, put it in a good light, show people that you have to work hard at this business and really change some lives for the better. Yeah, I'm with you. you know, And that's why uh, this show is called MLM Nation. Because if you actually took up all the distributors in network marketing, it's over 90 million worldwide. That's bigger than countries like France, Germany, like three to almost four times the size of Australia, one third of the size of U.S. And it's getting bigger and bigger and more popular. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing a great job, Simon. Keep it up, buddy. We're proud to, to partner with you. No, and, and, you know, we're thankful for leaders like you, you know, with the long-term vision and uh, just having the new generation go out there. It's, it's very, very exciting. Now, take us back to one of your favorite quotes that has motivated you. Man, you know, 
I tell people that there are a lot of good personal development tools out there, but the greatest personal development tool is the Bible. And I really believe that all the answers are there. And so I always come back to Matthew 6.33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You know, we, we talk about success in network marketing. We talk about what we want to accomplish, the nicer home, the time freedom, the, 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 the nicer cars, and, and, and we, we are always trying to collect possessions, you know, but really at the end of the day, what are our values? What matters most? And if you say that family matters most or service matters most or you know, time with, 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 with your spouse matters most, then why are you working these crazy long hours at the expense of the things that you say matter most? And so for me, being such a driver, being such a ruby personality of wanting to go and setting these visionary goals for myself, I always have to check myself and say, am I really seeking the kingdom first? And so... I implore everybody to remember that, that I really think all good things, all blessings come from God. So is this his business or is this your business? And my mistake is that I always try to do things on my own personal efforts. And I'm constantly battling that. What can Jordan do? What can Jordan accomplish? I'll work harder. I'll work longer. I'll be smarter. I'll be more efficient. I'll study harder. You know, it's always about what can I do? And, you know, you think if you got an hour in the day, if you just work that hour – you know, you're going to be more effective. Well, lately I felt like the Lord telling me, how about you take that hour and you spend it, you know, on your knees, you know, spend it asking me for, for grace, for wisdom, for, for favor. And I'm not saying that's an excuse to be lazy. I'm just saying that the first part of your day, constantly go to the Lord, seek him first, and then work hard in your business and see what happens. And that's been my motto. And as I continue to do that, I, I feel like the Lord continues to bless my efforts. You know, I have to say amen to that because I feel that, uh, you know, God's a big part of my life and we're the same Ruby personality, right? We want to work. Things don't get hap- – you know, things don't happen. You get frustrated. You just work more, work more. And I actually discovered that I've grown as an entrepreneur that often by working less, you actually get more done. That's and right. it takes a big leap of faith. You know, I've just started recently where – you know, and for me, it's like I love business and I can work, work is not even work. I mean, I'm sure it's the same way for you, Jordan. Work is not work for you. It's like play. Right. Right, so right. The, the danger is you can be working twenty four hours a day, right? <laughs> Doing, ignoring all that because it's not work it. anymore, right? It's like it's like the, especially you're the athlete, you're always working hard, working on the game. You don't take a day off. But one thing I started doing recently is like after six thirty p.m. If I'm not doing a webinar or coaching, I just stop working. And, uh, and initially it was like a fear, like oh my goodness, I can't get any of these things done. But miraculously, I mean, by working less, I actually get more done because when I am working. In that one hour, I can get a lot more stuff done than I used to be. It's just amazing that less is more often. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, one quote that reminds me of Abraham Lincoln said if he had eight hours to chop down a tree, he would spend six hours sharpening his axe. And um, that hit me hard. I realized I was one of those guys that would just swing and swing and swing. And I'd, I'd chop at that tree, but I was chopping with a dull axe. Yeah. So as I started to get more efficient with my skills and my personal development, I realized that I could spend less time and uh, actually create more, be more efficient. And so more was not always better. Yeah, especially rest too. I mean, when you work more, you sleep less, so you're not you're not swinging the axe as hard, and all that stuff that goes with it. So, now, what is the one habit that's helped you become successful? You got to be a person of routine. Okay, 
That's what it comes down to. I am a person of routine. I wake up, I drink uh, water, I squeeze lemon and cayenne pepper into it, and then I jump on a trampoline, I, I use my rebounder, I shoot over, I do my personal development, my quiet time, I head to the gym for an hour. I come back and I feel like mentally, physically, and spiritually I'm ready to go. And then I have a weekly action plan that I fill out every single week. I know exactly what project legs I'm working on, what my goals are. I tell people like if there's clutter in my life and I'm all over the place, then I start to get frustrated, I get intimidated, and I, I shut down and I freeze and I only want to take a nap or do something else. I don't want to work because I, I just don't know where even to start. So for me, what's worked so well is developing these routines and these action plans to help me get on, on focus. And when I'm focused and I have a plan and a strategy, then I follow through. And that goes for my workouts, that goes for my business goals, that goes with you know Bible studies, personal development, my family, etc. All of that. Be a person of routine and have an action plan each week and you'll get better results for sure. Yeah, I love it. And one thing I really admire about you is that you live very simple. For someone of your status and achieve success, you live a very simple life. Which, by the way, as I've gotten older, I realize that's the real key to happiness, like minimalism. You know, simple. Share it's a bit true. about that. It's true. So, so you know, it wasn't until last year, guys, I've been driving a, a 2000, I think 2007 Honda Accord. You know, I don't ever go for the flashy cars. I've had a very modest townhouse. You know, most of my clothes, I mean, I got T-shirts with holes in them. Um, you know, I, I've just never been somebody that wanted to overspend. And uh, I come from a very modest background. My dad was a general contractor. We always had more than we needed. But he taught me that when you start overspending and you start obligating yourself to purchase these homes or these cars, then these payments start to climb. And what that is, is that's more stress and more pressure. And who wants the stress and the pressure? So I realized if I don't work harder and get these people to say yes to pay off those bills, then, then that's added pressure. Well, what's easier is to just spend less. And so I realized just lower my liabilities and increase my assets. And so for me, I mean, I would rather give a lot of money away to charities and organizations. I would rather spend money on travel and experiences with, with Kristen, my future wife. And so for me, I just, it came down to a value system of what do I value more? And when you drop your ego, I mean, who cares what kind of car you drive? I mean, who cares how big your house is? Bigger house means more to clean and more furniture to buy. And so for me, it always comes back to what are your priorities? And so for me, you know, I'm sure it's going to shift a little bit. You know, Kristen has some, some goals and some vision for our family, and I, I want to provide a nice life. But at the same time, I'm still going to stick to my core values. I know what is excessive. I, I, I want to be very cautious of that. I want to be a good steward of what I have, and I want to teach others to duplicate that. So I think part of the problem that people run into when they start seeing a little bit of success in their network marketing business is they start to overspend, and before you know it, they're broke. So for me, that's, that's just never been the case. I've always spent way less than I've made, and then I invest in other businesses. I buy gyms. I invest in insurance. So I take the cash flow that I create from network marketing and I invested in other opportunities, which I think is very important. Yeah, and that's really the true wealth comes from, like money making money. You know? But MLM gives you that residual income. I don't think there's any other business that gives you residual income as easy as network marketing and taking the money and doing what you're doing, putting it in different investments. 
Yeah, that's really key. And I think a lot of people, they struggle with that. So I'm trying to do the best I can to, to teach my group and my, and my organization how to effectively do that. But uh, it's an uphill climb. It's difficult. But we can inspire. We'll get there. Yeah, you know, and not, not many leaders teach that. I mean, I, I was just talking to Steve Thompson, uh, who's earned over $15 million in eight and a half years in his company. And he, he talked about the most popular talked about chapter in his book was about money management. Because not many MLM leaders talk about that. Because like, like they do what you said. They make a lot, but they spend a lot. And it goes against the Robert Kiyosaki thing of liabilities, right? You want to spend right. money on assets. And it goes back to your, your values. And your values are family, community, God, and you know, everyone's definition of success. It's all relative. It doesn't mean you're making 100000 you're not successful. If you spend all the time with your kids, you raise them well, you're successful. So I, I, I right. really re- admire and respect you for that. Oh, I appreciate that, Simon. I want to. I want my kids. You know, my kids to want to be around me. They, I want them to be like their daddy. I want them to aspire to live the life and, and develop the routines that I've developed. And and truthfully, that's the the admiration and respect that I have for my father. So it was modeled beautifully for me. I don't really have an excuse. Hmm. What's the best piece of advice you ever got, Jordan? Well, specific to network marketing, uh, I would say. Danny Johnson said, prospecting solves all problems. And I really believe that to be true. You've got to be sponsoring people. You've got to be bringing new people into your business. And I think that's so challenging for people. But 99 times out of 100, when I meet people and they're, they're, they're frustrated with their business, they're not out there meeting people, collecting contacts, exposing people to, to their business, their products, their opportunity. So for me, it's, it's quite simple. Spend the 80% of your time prospecting and, and spend the other 20% of your time training your, your new leaders. Really focus on those new leaders that are coming into your group. And then um, you'll get better results in this business. you got to prospect. Jordan, what's your favorite prospecting tool that you use? Do you use a newsletter, a webinar, online videos? What do you like if someone's yeah. interested in the business? Two choices, two choices. So if you Google Jordan Kemper, you know, I, I, there's a YouTube video that I've created that's 10 minutes and I expose people to my, to my product and opportunity. And it's a tool that, quite frankly, my entire organization uses. I see quite a few people on YouTube have, uh, have taken that video and put it on their own channels. I, I, there's just hundreds of thousands of hits on this one video. So that's my favorite tool for kind of pre-qualifying people or exposing people to the opportunity that live long distance. Um, and then the other opportunity or the other tool that I use is our company's newspaper. And uh, it's about eight pages front and back. And uh, I like to sit down with people. It takes me about seven minutes to actually move through the content. But then I spend the, the rest of my time asking questions and serving as a consultant. So our company's newspaper and that YouTube video are definitely my tools of choice. What's one of your favorite apps or online resources like uh, maybe Skype, Google Hangout, Gmail, Dropbox that you could recommend? What do you like? You know what? I use GoToMeeting with my organization. I like GoToMeeting. It's a little pricey, but I've got a big group. So GoToWebinar, GoToMeeting is, is very easy to use. A lot of my team uses the Google Hangout. I think that's a really cool tool. Um, WeTransfer is a simple way of, of sending big files back and forth actually for free. So if you're shifting PowerPoints or keynotes back and forth to your group, you can do that. We do have a collective Dropbox that some of our group uses, so we do use the Dropbox. Um, to be honest, guys, I'm not a real computer-savvy guy. 
and uh, I had to hire someone to help me with computers. So I've actually got a guy that works part-time for me and uh, helps me with a lot of the computer things. Danny Johnson said that it's really good to, um, to outsource your problems. And so knowing that that's not really an area that I like to focus, I don't want the stress. I don't want the, the time that's necessary to figure those things out. So I choose to outsource that because it's, it's not really my strength. So I focus on what I'm good at. And now that I have the resources to do so, I outsource some of the things that are a little bit more time-consuming for me. And I still remember for the longest time, you had like an old, old, old school. Not in, in, in addition to your Honda Accord, you had an old, old school Mac laptop. Yeah. But you still built a very good six-figure, you know, business Let, doing that until and then you finally bought a new MacBook Pro. No, but here's the funny: it's even better than that. So when I started in, in network marketing, I was 19 years old before I got a cell phone. So from 19 to 22, I was using my very first cell phone, which was a flip phone, <laughs> a flip phone. And I became a, a six-figure income earner in, in my company with nothing more than a flip phone. And I was using an old Mac. And I used that Mac for six and a half years. I got a loan from my dad. I, I paid him back, but I was using an old school Mac and a flip phone. And then I had an iPhone 4 until just last year. So... You know, about about three months ago, I, I bought a, a iPhone six. So here's here's the problem that people have: they they let technology slow them down. In other words, they think that the latest technology and sometimes the latest apps, etc., um, are going to improve their business. Now, Darren Hardy would argue that speed is important, and I agree with that. But at the expense of the latest and greatest technology taking the place of a phone call? No. You could have a flip phone and make it rain. Absolutely. So, so I tell people it's not the technology, it's not the device, it's not the equipment, it's you behind the phone. So don't let that be your excuse. Now if you can speed up your, your processing with a nicer computer and you can maybe uh, develop higher quality images on Instagram and Twitter, etc. through a nicer phone with higher megapixels, so be it. But the reality is I hit the million dollar club using a flip phone and an iPhone 4. It, it, it doesn't have to be the latest and greatest technology. Don't let that be your excuse. That's overspending when you don't necessarily need to do that. I love it. Thank you so much for the message. At ML Nation, you just heard it. So if you have a tight budget, you feel that like you can't get the latest gadgets, you don't need it to impress. It's always about the people skills that Jordan's talking about. This guy built a six-figure business using a flip phone. And some of you who listen, Gen, you know, Gen, I said, not even Gen Y, Gen Z, do you even know what a flip phone is? It's a flip <laughs> phone. So uh, thank you for sharing that. You know, I know the answer to this next question, but what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Well, you guys know me. I'm going to start off with the Bible. That's, that's obviously my top choice. But if I was to pick one outside of that, you know, a book that was really instrumental for me was Business of the 21st Century by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. That was instrumental early in my career to raise my belief. Now, recently, the first book that I give away is GoPro by Eric Worre. That's the first book that I give to people when they join network marketing. So it's evolved a little bit for me. So my answer today would be GoPro by Eric Worre. And MLM Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook like GoPro by Eric Worre for free at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So, Jordan, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. 
Before we go to the million dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and give me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here are some of the things you'll learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This three different days at four different times. So they can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. So the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you had a contact list of zero. But you had all your current knowledge, wisdom, skills, and everything that you know, right? Your mindset. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MO on business from scratch? Yeah, Absolutely. So here's the deal. I really believe that you have to enjoy the process of building this business. And I, I, I think you guys would all agree that what's really fun is when you build an organization of people that are similar to you in interests. So, for example, I like athletics, sports. What do I like about sports? You know, I like that you're part of a team. I like the fact that you're hard to discourage. You know, you understand delayed gratification. You know, your body and your health are important. So 
if I could go back in time, I would have been more specific about the caliber and types of people that I was trying to attract to my group, to my specific team. I don't want you to overqualify. You know, I don't, you know, they say sometimes pre-qualifying is a bad thing, but the, the truth is when I look at all of my top income earners, most of them have an athletic background. Now, does that say something about the synergy between them and, and me, my relationship to them? There's no doubt about it. And so you've got to get very specific. Marie Forleo calls it your customer avatar. Know exactly what you're looking for and who you're looking for. And when you have that sort of mindset, I think the overall experience is better for everyone. So for example, you know, my faith is important to me. So if a person doesn't share my, my, my spirituality, my faith, that could be a, a point of conflict for us. And it's not to say that one person's right over the other, but it would be probably difficult to work for six, seven, eight years if I was praying on my conference calls and that was offensive to a person. So you've got to decide what your culture of your group is going to be, the, the caliber and types of people that you want to attract. But you think about you know, any successful coach, you know, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, some of these successful coaches. It's not the X's and O's, okay? It's not the X's and O's. It's the Billies and the Joes. I tell people it's your ability to recruit, your ability to find people that want to change their life, that want to make a difference. So if I was going to go back and, and start with a contact list of zero, I'll tell you right now, I'd be in the gyms, I'd be at sporting events, I would be in the clubs where people are watching athletic events, I'd be sitting at college basketball, football games, high school games, I'd be talking to soccer moms, I would be talking to individuals that like sports, that care about fitness, that that's a part of their lives, and I would build a team of people that like to be challenged, like to be enthusiastic, you know, want to grow this thing, and aren't afraid of a little bit of some tough love, some tough coaching. That's what I would do, Simon. And, and the, the truth is, I'm in Tampa. I don't have a lot of contacts here. I just moved here from Chicago because I'm, I'm, I'm getting married in September. So guess what I did? You know, I've got my gym memberships. I'm getting a second gym membership. I'm trying to get around and meet people. I just met a football player today. I'm actually having to rebuild my contact list from zero out here in Tampa. But I'm going to make it happen. And I promise you, Florida is going to become the number one state in my company. And I'm committed to it. I'm going to start from ground zero. And I'm going to teach people that you can do it. I love your confidence and passion. And ML Nation, if you're listening, look at how confident and passionate Jordan is. And you know, if you want to take away anything out of this show is if you can speak as confident with passion and conviction with vision that Jordan is, people will be coming to your, join your business. They want to join someone like Jordan. So speak with the passion and confidence. You may not have the experience as Jordan, but you can copy his passion. Uh, you may not be as like Ruby or outgoing, but hey, if you can copy his passion and confidence, that's what people are attracted to. And anyone can be successful if you have that. And I would actually go back and rewind the last two minutes and listen to how Jordan just described that. I mean, is there any doubt that he's going to be successful building a big team in Tampa? Like, I know he's going to be very successful. So, uh, Jordan, as we wrap up, last question. Do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll start off with this. You guys can find me on Facebook. I've got a personal Facebook, a public Facebook. Just find me. Google Jordan Temper. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. 
Um, those are some great resources. I do uh, engage through social media. I don't have an assistant doing the engaging for me. That's me. You reach out to me through message or, or um, Instagram or Twitter or any of those things, you guys will hear directly back from me. I'll do the best I can to, to help you with your guys' goals. I'll leave you guys with this thought. The thought is this. You know, one day, one day, your time on this earth is going to come to an end. I remember 17 years old, sitting and watching my grandfather's funeral. We had 700 people congregated in this church, and people had come from all over the world. And We had two open mics, and I remember people coming to the front of the room and, and sharing the impact and the, 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 the life change that had happened as a result of my grandfather. I, one woman came to the microphone, and she said, Harry Kahn, you know, he paid for my son to go to college. We didn't even know who this woman was. And I just sat there as this 17-year-old kid realizing that my grandfather was gone, but his legacy is what's living on. That's what's living on. So as you're out there and you're building your organization, your team, your brand, your model, I encourage you guys to remember what matters most. What legacy do you want to leave? You can always make more money. But I'll tell you right now, your legacy is far greater than the amount of money that you can make. So don't ever ask yourself, will this make me more money? Ask yourself, is it right or is it wrong? If you treat your wife, your husband, your children, your mom, your dad, if you treat people right, your business partners, your prospects, your upline, your downline, your cross lines, your management team, don't ask yourself, is it going to make me more money? Ask yourself, is it right or is it wrong? And I promise you, if you ask that question enough, you will get to the end of your life and you will have hundreds, even thousands of people showing up at your funeral saying what I heard people say at my grandfather's funeral. So I hope this has been an inspiration to you guys. I hope that my words and my story show you that I really do want to inspire and leave a legacy. MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Jordan Kemper. So keep up the momentum. Go to MLMNation.net and type in Jordan at the search bar. And the show notes will pop right up. All the great resources, Jordan's contact info will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Jordan, thanks again so much for setting such a great example. My privilege. Partnering with all of you guys is my privilege. Let's go out there and let's make a difference in people's lives. You know, MLM Nation is grateful to you. We appreciate you for sharing and for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Jordan, thank you again so much. Thanks, Simon. Wow, that was such an awesome show. Thank you, Jordan. Go to mlnation.net and go thank him. Go to the search bar, type in Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, like Michael Jordan, and thank him. That was awesome. I mean, I'm inspired and I'm just happy. I feel good. How about you, ML Nation? And I, you know, I'm inspired. I just feel good, not just because Jordan Kemper is a good friend of mine. I look, you know, I look up to him. I admire him for what he's done and also his values, his integrity, but also just the confidence. Can you hear the confidence in his voice, the passion, the vision, the conviction? You know, that is what it takes to be successful. That's why he brought up a great point. Don't let technology hold you back. He built a six-figure business using a flip phone. So, by the way, if you're young enough, you don't know what a flip phone is. They're kind of like those Motorola Razor phones. I don't even know if Motorola makes any phones anymore, but you open them up. It's kind of like two parts to a phone. So this is way, way before smartphones. And he built a six-figure business. And because people buy you, had an old, old school, I used to make fun of him, his old school uh, Mac laptop, right? It was old and slow, but 
he still built a six-figure business because it's not about the technology. It's about people skills. And a lot of times, you know, it's just actually recently, someone came up to me and said, oh, Simon, I got the new iMac. Uh, I got the new MacBook Pro. I'm ready to do webinars. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, wow, this person really doesn't get it because it's not about the technology, my friend. It is about the people skills. And like just like Jordan, he didn't have the people skills in the beginning. He was 18 months in the business. He was struggling. It's about people skills. You really got to study this business. And if I were you, ML Nation, and this is what I used to do before I made my million in MLM, is I would hear a guy like Jordan Kemper, I'll rewind. Okay, and the cool thing about podcasts is you can hit um, 15 seconds or 30 seconds back, or you can, Actually, I don't know about 30 seconds or 15 seconds, something depending on your settings. Rewind, keep playing. And especially the part where he answers the million dollar question, talks about if you had to start over again. And he kind of is like that right now in Tampa. Starting over, he just moved out there, doesn't know anyone, but he's going to join not just one, but two gyms. Can you? I mean, I'll go play that back and listen to how confident he is. And that is what people are buying. That's why Jordan can go out there with an old cell phone and with an old computer. And maybe people even laugh about his cell phone, but people still join him because he speaks with passion, conviction, and commitment. And so if you're new and you think, oh, I haven't made the big bucks yet. If I made a couple of big bucks, show people the checks, people join. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. People join because of your commitment, your passion. And so, of course, those things help, but it's really about you internally and your vision of where you're going to be. So uh, I just love that interview. I, I just really respect Jordan, his values, and he talked about legacy. You know, that's what this business is about. That's why I'm doing it. I want, and that, that's another reason why you can't quit, right? Because, as Jordan mentioned, it's never about you. You can quit on ourselves, but you're never going to quit on others. And thus, building that team is important. And if you've ever been struggling quitting, you know, and I've had tough times too, I just think about years from now, my kids. Would I want my kids to know that their daddy quit on something. And that normally, just thinking about that, makes me real, hey, Simon, whatever it is, Keep going. You know, even producing ML Nation, we had some, it goes a lot of work to producing these podcasts. Like, do I, you know, uh, every time I have through a tough time, I think about what type of example I'm going to set to my kids. You know, do I want my kids to be proud of their daddy? And that keeps me going. So remember, your why, your business, whatever you're doing is never just about you. Make it more about others. So if you like the show, again, thank Jordan for taking his valuable time. Go to mlnation.net. Go for the search bar. Type in Jordan, and it will come up. Let him know. Okay, let him know. And if you like the show, the best compliment you can give us is to share it with others. Share it on social media. Email it to your friends. Tell people about it. Spread word of mouth. And give it to your uplines, downlines, crosslines. Uh, if you know a leader that deserves to be on, let me know as well. You can even share with your prospects. I mean, that's very inspiring. An athlete was pre-med, decided to give that up to pursue entrepreneurship. Very inspiring. Or maybe you know a downline that's struggling in the business for a while and haven't got a big, uh, the big breakthrough. Share that as well. All right. And the last thing is to keep these trainings coming to you automatically while you're sleeping. Please make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Okay. The reviews are very important. I read all of them. They inspire me to keep going. Also gives me ideas as well. So subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And lastly, I thank you, ML Nation, for being a distributor, for wanting to achieve more in life, for wanting to, having the hunger to learn. Thank you for listening, being with us today. And God bless you all, and I'll see you on the next show. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. 
Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 